on dispensers of pets. Go hang out at the cons, renaissance fests. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Coming to you live from Elusive Comics and Games, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, featuring your host, the lovely and talented Derek McCaw. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, indeed. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. It is Thursday, July 5th. We've all uh, managed to get here without blowing off our fingers or toes in some kind of Horrendous firework display. I'm still counting. Just All right. right. That, of course, uh, my announcer, Mr. Lon Lopez, editor of moronlife.com. That is correct. And uh, moral compass, Lord, how we need you, Mr. Rick Brettschneider. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you. And uh, it's the three of us. Uh, we stand alone tonight. Oh, so stand alone. We stand three rather than united. four. Stand united as the three because, uh, well, we It's don't like know. a Marvel team up. Chris Garcia has problems on Thursday nights. Well, he has problems every night, but uh, but Thursday night he cannot make it. Changes into apparently it's a busy it's a it's a it's a busy night it's for Chris actually, Garcia. Actually, he's open. It's just his beard is booked. That's right. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it's a lot of public appearances. Oh my goodness! I spent you know four days at Westercon staring at that beard, and I know it now too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael Goodson might stop by a little later. In the meantime, we may we may fill our fourth microphone with some guest commentators as the topics allow if anyone walks by and goes hey i know something about that we'll see and then we're going to give them the boot when they're done absolutely absolutely no stragglers none okay Okay. well you know uh lon you pointed out to me over the weekend and i failed to take this into account that you know we actually it was like two weeks ago but yeah and then you pointed out to me again last week because i forgot to somebody's got to keep you on the ball somebody must that this uh, we have been doing the podcast in one form or another for a year. This is a year anniversary. We're going to acknowledge it, even though technically it's probably a year and a week. And mm-hmm. without too many skip weeks, because this will be episode forty-eight. Right, this will be episode forty-eight. Absolutely. So, what? You know that is so weird because that is exactly how the BBC said farewell to me. Oh, really? They played Elvis Presley singing Battle Hymn of the Republic. Yeah. Come on now. It was about like that. That is so so strange. So. Thanks for bringing that. There well, we that's just the you know the the typical you know uh, celebratory music, isn't it? I guess so, okay. especially for because we're American. Well, it's I the fifth of July. So yes, go ahead, Rick. The cred for any podcast is doing it on a regular basis. You know that you cover, you do it regularly week. And in fact, a lot of podcasts would have cheated by taking a lot of what we did. We did a couple of podcasts that are like. Uh, 35A, 35B, 35C, we broke them out. Other podcasts would have done it. So I would say we've probably mm-hmm. done. And A, B, and C were good. all the same week. We, I just It was an we experiment just, to see if maybe more people would listen or respond. And, and then, what I've just decided is that 99.9% of you will not respond no matter how much I beg and plead. So I we got to get more treats. I prizes. choose to believe. No, it doesn't matter. I just I believe. I choose to believe that there are well, for me. There are tens of thousands. Will somebody throw him a Snickers? Thank you. Uh, there's tens of thousands of listeners out there, and only one of them writing in. Well, a lot of people read, read listen in their car. Uh, podcasts on it's hard for them to really write big. stuff it's hard Write things down and get back. Plus, to I've been told I'm intimidating. So uh, that's true. That's so true. Maybe that's what it is. They're just they're that, just that new haircut. It makes you look very, very could scary. Be. It could be. It could be. All right. I've been told I look like a cholo on Easter. So I don't know what that I, means. I'm not sure but, uh, what that means. Yeah. Except, um, anyways, uh, except you look good in pastels. Moving on. <laughs> so, indeed. Uh, you know, there we just had to acknowledge it. it I, you no, know, but that's a huge thing. It's it is. One year. 
of podcasting. That and means... six years of Fanboy Planet, which uh, I just yeah, failed but we, to we weren't around for that. No, but you so, know, we've uh, we don't really care. Uh, Fanboy Planet has evolved, and here we are. We're in podcasts. We have to we've listen got to, to you and trust that you actually were there six years ago. I was because okay. you can go back and you can find me in the archives. Right. I was there, those, those and I wish Michael fact, Goodson would show up because Michael Goodson was also at the very first podcast, which was a review of Superman Returns. See, right there, you're losing credibility. I, I just don't believe Goodson was. Uh, no. no, but but all sir, all kidding aside, let's just say for a second though, one year of hard work by Rick setting up the microphones. You know, no, no, no. I didn't you, join. I didn't join right no. away. I True. Okay, let's say eight months. Uh, you know, Derek and you guys and all you know putting together this stuff every week, and it's been coming out weekly, pretty, pretty, pretty much religiously. Yeah. And uh, you know, so that's a pretty impressive thing because not the work of Mario Anima. Yes. May he rest in peace. Who uh, you know did the coding initially to get us out on the RSS feed? I understand into, Mario's now in a block of ice in the Antarctic. I think waiting that's for another generation. In the Antarctic. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so, so props to Mario. Luckily, props he to managed Goodson. to transmit the map to a pair of glasses. There you go. Uh, okay. Okay. Sorry. But anyways, just so I. It's been many you. people, and I, I appreciate you the all. efforts of everyone. Yes. And I think we've got a great team going here, and I'm I'm really pleased. Good times. Good times. And, good and times. if there's anybody listening out there that thinks we can do it better, email us and let us know. Tell us what we should talk about. Let Mikey Wager, you know, would email us and say, "Well, I want more wrestling," or you know, or. Well, you know, we are going to have a special. Uh, <laughs> this is weird. A guest intern next week. Uh, as a result of uh, of my time at WesterCon, there you we, go, folks. We've got an official intern program. We've right got now. it. We mm-hmm. well I, because she. I will know sign what, off uh, your just, summer credits. This just sounds so weird, uh, but uh, yeah, oh, someone it's who a was she. It's a she. I was at. A, no I was, wonder. I was on a panel about podcasts on Sunday at WesterCon, and this uh, young lady came up to me and asked dibs. Afterwards, if uh, it doesn't work that way, Lon, uh, she asked. No, you if, call it. If no take back. She's going to be attending WorldCon in Japan, and she wanted to know if uh, she could string. Does she for us. have a name? Uh, Alicia. Alicia. I'm, I'm. I'm not sure what. I can't remember what her last Masters? name is. Masters. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, it's A L I S H A. I believe. I, I ran into her a couple times, but she's gonna. She's gonna come by next week because I told her when we normally. She better know her stuff. I. Because uh, I don't care, intern she wants, or not. She wants to hear what she we do. She wants to hang with the big boys. She does. She wants to hang with she the big, big boys and then stuff. send us audio file, audio reports from Japan, which I think is really cool because I think, ironically, we're switching people. I think Michelle will actually be over, Back here over here when Worldcon is going on over there, and I don't think he would attend Worldcon anyway. But I think it's definitely worth covering because... Because what I notice is the sci-fi fandom definitely is trying to bring in more of the comic book side of things, and comic book creators get invited. I'm not yeah. sure if Michael Moorcock is going to be there. There's a guy who sort of wanders all the world. Didn't he just put out a documentary the last week? Moorcock? Oh, my no, just Michael Moore. Oh, Michael okay, Moore. sorry. Yeah. Helpful as always. So anyway, there okay. we go. We've got our internship, uh, intern program running. Looking forward to that. No little black dress, please. I thought it was a blue dress. I meant you, Lon. Oh. No little black dress. Come on, it's summer. No, don't. Oh, oh my God. All right. on Easter. All right. <laughs> Indeed, it's just like some horrific vision. I also did a nickel and Chino. So, yeah. uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> who's Chino? And so, uh, anyway, to be... Hi, Chino. <laughs> let's talk about comics. Comics. Because Lon Lopez complained to me this week that we just don't cover comics you that know, much anymore. I felt like, and granted, I'm partially to blame because I've been broke and I haven't been able to buy comics. So, you know, I've been sitting there going, you know, listening to the podcast, and we barely talk about books. And, you know, for the longest time, we've been bashing Civil War or, like, pumping up Planet Hulk. And I was like, what about some of the, you know, the other comics that are out there that we like and are, you know, are, mm-hmm. are tickling our funny bones? Well, or, Okay, is it so fancy? Wait, is the expression oh, "tickle my fancy bone" or "funny bone"? Tickle my fancy or "tickle my funny bone"? Not I my heard, fancy bone. I heard "tickle, and don't my, tickle fancy. my funny." Yesterday at a barbecue, I heard, "Oh, it's tickling my fancy bone." Well, and that I'm person all, was wrong. That's <laughs> what was I it, wanted. Was that your mom? It was an entirely no. different illusion. But let's, tell me how say too much sangria. tickles your funny so bone. Sangria. I'm so glad I missed it. Mm. Uh, no, you wish you When the phrase "there was too much sangria" goes, I'm glad I missed it. Sangria weighs heavily on my soul. Okay. Well, so you don't want to start off by talking about the huge event, which is getting exhausting, which is Countdown. 
I haven't been reading it, but uh, I'm going to catch up this week because okay. I actually have money. Well, we've had some things to tie in last Go week because we Start released of Sinestro Core. So somehow, and I can't even follow this anymore. Sinestro has been secretly building an army of yellow ringed. Stop right uh, there, villains! Didn't Sinestro die? That was revealed to have been a hoax. What retconned? Uh, Please explain. Please explain to the fans out there who thought Hal Jordan snapped his neck and apologize. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently that 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 was all, and that was established in Green Lantern Rebirth that brought oh. Hal Jordan back as Green Lantern. That Sinestro had set up a basically like a hard light version of himself. Faked it. Faked oh, it. that hard light. Where can I get some of that? So that he could then implant in Green in Hal Jordan the spirit, the entity that is known as Parallax, and it turned Green Hal Jordan from Green Lantern to Parallax. This huge. Monomaniacal, right? Uh, Douche, despo, right? I guess. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, while they thought he was dead, he was he was uh, organizing this core of his own, and it was kind of cool. A few months ago, I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was in Green Lantern. It must have been an issue of Green Lantern, where the yellow ring popped up in front of Batman and said, "You uh, have the of, of Sector Twenty Eight One Four, Bruce Wayne. You have the ability to instill fear, and you have been selected for the Sinestro Corps." And so, you know, because the thing is that the Green Lantern Corps is supposed to have no fear and, you know, they have Sinestro great willpower Corps. and Sinestro Corps, oh, you have to have the ability fear. to instill fear. Ah. And Batman fought it off because basically it was taking, uh, it went to Amon Sur, the son of Abin Sur, and uh, gave him the ring and then teleports away for training. Okay, so did it go to the Scarecrow? No. Okay. Flaw. Flaw. Storytelling flaw. Very big flaw. Because you can't tell me it had to be cosmic powered too, because not the yeah, Batman. Yeah. Right. Well, although I got to admit, there you go. That that uh, who is scarier? Really, I think Batman is scarier than the Scarecrow. But uh, and, yeah, but the Scarecrow's got them cool drugs, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's trippy, man. Whatever. You know what uh, <laughs> so uh, that, that's how they found out. Do you so, want to see my mask? Scarecrow. <laughs> Come on, that was freaky. Come on. Yeah, all right. I have to watch that again. It's been too long. Actually, we, uh, we've, me and my buddies now, we've uh, turned that into a pickup line at the bars. <laughs> want to see my right, mask? right before we drop the roofies. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see my you mask? You want to see my mask? <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrow. <laughs> Holy crap. Then afterwards, yeah, they wake up the next morning and they're all, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey. Fanboy Planet does not endorse the use of pharmaceuticals <laughs> in your dating. And scene. Yeah. No, that was just an act. It was just a little skit we were doing for right. the show. Yeah. Right. At any rate. Uh, so you've got this in Astrocore. Had a special last week explaining who the members are. And it's just too overwhelming. And I feel on the wake of, well, in the wake of 52, you've had World War Three. We've, you know, almost, the world's almost been destroyed we know we're counting down to something that's going to involve dark side right. and then you bring the sinestro core in and believe me anybody less power slightly less powerful than the new gods is a member of sinestro core it's like i don't i'm i'm exhausted just looking at how many things are going completely haywire and how much you know, could we just have a storyline that's complete and contained? And and because I am worried, how is Sinestro Corps now going to tie in to everything that's going on but in I Countdown? Know, yeah, is all of Countdown? I do not believe is going to tie in. I just have trouble believing that they're going to have like they did the Flash Rogues bit in the last issue, mm-hmm. and so they tied tied up a little bit about the two rogues that were kind of wishy washy mm-hmm. about killing mm-hmm. uh, Bart. And, you know, you get the idea. No, they didn't really want to. And, and this, well, they had actually had nothing to do with it. Yeah. They were just caught along with who they are. Uh, right. I, you know, I think it would be kind of funny if they're actually on the run and the truth of the matter is that no one's looking for them. It would be kind of funny. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, <laughs> That's a great movie idea. <laughs> but but uh, the, the thing about Countdown and what I was hoping it was going to be is it, it really does feel like frontline for the DC universe. Like this is kind of a spotlight, what's going on in different books, but still being entertaining in the same way that uh, – I guess what it's not referencing out, and, and I think Lon may have brought this up a couple of weeks ago, is what happened to Asterisk, footnotes that explained where to go. Yeah, because I really don't – I think that's what's missing from Countdown is I like – I think they went the same yeah, place that Thought Balloons went. Yeah, but we need to have them back because, yeah. like this this issue of Countdown right. this week, has the funeral for Bart Allen. That's no spoiler there. We know he's right. we know he's dead, which oh, DC yeah. is now claiming was their plan all along, and even that 
I'm tired of planning these deaths and faking us out. I mean, I know that it, right. that it's like, ooh, surprise. But on the other hand, it's oh, like, well, we invested oh, like this that. time, or maybe we didn't. But oh, the truth of the matter is, nobody liked the idea in the first place. So now of it's Bart like becoming, of the Bart becoming the Flash. So yeah. Now they're kind of retroactively saying, oh, we, this is what we intended all along. And then you have the uh, Legion of Superheroes coming back in JLA and JSA and bringing back Wally West. But you're not. But they're not like in Countdown when something happens that ties into that JLA. It doesn't say f- right. to find the full story. Go, go over to, to JLA. And you know, when I was a kid reading comics, they did that all the time, and it actually did make me want to go ooh. And instead, I feel like I look at that and I go, I don't know where to look. Yeah. So, well, that's why I come to you and I say, okay, say last last issue, last week's issue ends with Monarch. Now I remember I've seen Monarch somewhere before. I remember he was kind of pivotal, but I don't know why I should be so impressed with a full page spread of Monarch at the end of the fifty two. Okay, right, well, Monarch was uh, set up in Armageddon two thousand one. Uh, Lon's just totally tuned me out here. Uh, the, uh, the Monarch, He's reading about his own Monarch. Oh, was he? Re- oh, was Tony? Because well, no, I didn't read Sinestro. Sinestro Corps. Well, well, we're off that now. We're now we've moved on. See? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, let's talk. Monarch was in Arm- Armageddon two thousand one was established as this 10 years in the future of the DC Universe. One of the heroes had gone rogue, wiped all the others out, and taken over the Earth. And Wave Rider came back in time to find out who it was, and blah, blah, blah. And, and it leaked out right before they were going to finish the series up that it was supposed to be Captain Atom, whose series, this is before the Internet, no one knew that the series was going to get canceled. It was just, and most people seem to like Captain Atom. Yeah, and, we've discussed this a couple times right, on the podcast. So yeah. there we yeah. go. So... Uh, recently, after the uh, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters miniseries, or uh, the Battle for Bloodhaven, the Battle for Bloodhaven oh. established at the end that when Captain Adam came out of the Wildstorm universe, where he had discovered what the bleed was, which you may notice in DC now, all that, that Wildstorm concept that had been running through the authority and planetary of the bleed is now freely referenced by everyone in the DC universe. And so, you know, they finally, they're integrating their, the purchase the Wild of Wildstorm Storm. into regular. Captain Adam had basically destroyed the Wildstorm universe so that it could be reborn as Worldstorm, they called it, a new event. So you could start over Gen 13. Right. Really well done book, by the way. Yeah. Uh, restart the Authority, restart Planetary. Cause they, oh, well, not Planetary, but the Authority, Stormwatch. Because they kind of written themselves into a corner with most of it. It had just gotten too big, so they, you know. So it's kind of like Ultimate Wildstorm? Yeah, so that's what it has become. And Captain Adam popped back up, but his powers, because of having actually destroyed a universe and caused it to rebirth itself, his powers were sort of out of control, and he'd been captured by this secret organization that was underground at Bloodhaven. And the only way they could contain the powers was to put him in this armor that looked like Monarch's. And so he he flew off at the end of that and said, he, you know, basically the implication was, oh no, now history has reassert has righted itself, and Captain Adam will become Monarch instead of Hank Hall, who was Hawk, who was who they they threw in back in 1991. So does that mean we're going to get back Hawk and Dove finally? Like we do have Hawk and Dove back. They're both women. Uh, I mean, and Hawk is British. Are we gonna get cool? So really, it just doesn't get hotter than that. Are we going to get a cooler Hawk and? Do you think we'll get Hank Hall back now that there's a multiverse? No, he's dead. Well, I mean, well, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> he's dead. <There's> a, <laughs> in comics, what does a, that mean? Okay, Come there's on. a Hank somewhere. There might be. There might be because they're very carefully. Yeah, I mean, there's many of those world Earths that they haven't really delineated. They haven't figured out. You know, I'm, I'm pretty. Wait, sh- so did Hank Hall die in that uh, Armageddon 2000? No, he became he became monarch, and then in Zero Hour he became extant. <laughs> He changed his. He changed from being monarch to extra. And then he died. Did he die in zero hour? Uh, n- no. He took on the JSA and, and Adam then he Smasher. Became... No, Adam Smasher killed him. Oh, okay. Because his Adam Smasher's mother had died in a plane crash, and Exxon had these time traveling powers. And he somehow tricked him so that he switched places, so that at the instant of the crash, uh, which is. And maybe I'm reading a little too much, but you know, really, it was it was cathartic for Jeff Johns writing it. Uh, you know, Jeff Johns' sister died in uh, a major plane crash, uh, Courtney. Uh, so the Stars and Stripe, which just came out again as trade paperback, hit Jeff Johns' first writing thing was in like this superhero when he created in tribute to his sister. So you'd see early on this, you know, the first chance he got was kind of like worked out that the question was if you could save your loved one by putting someone really evil there. You know, would you do it? So it was kind of like, I mean, I'm not saying that's what he was consciously doing, but you can see that kind of 
I mean, I can't remember which plane, and I don't want to belabor it, which plane crash it was, but it was a really big one where you're like, okay. oh, wow. You know, his life really was touched by a tragedy everyone knew about, one in the, I think it was one in the late 80s. So, um, you know, so he was kind of working that out. So that, so Extant died then, so you had no one as Monarch. And so now with Monarch in there, and he's freely traveling the bleed, and he's gathering forces, so you've got the monitors, some of them good, some of them bad. Uh, we now know the anti-monitor is somewhere lurking in the background, and now, and you've got the Sinestro Corps, you've got Monarch, which we know his goal is complete order and control, not that different from Sinestro, right. uh, <laughs> to basically control the Earth and wipe out all the superheroes. So everybody's got the same goal. How are the superheroes supposed to stand up in this in any way that allows us to breathe? Yeah, so I just saw what I'm saying. It's, it's nice you ended on breathe. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Damn, it's exhausting. But uh, I, I like in Countdown 2 that they're putting these little uh, five page filler things in the end, which are filling in some of the backstory. So I imagine there will be yeah, another one that they're trying. And then, you know, and Jimmy Olsen these powers. And then this week, DC released a yeah, trade paperback explaining all the transformations of Jimmy Olsen, all the goofy stories he was in in the 50s and 60s. And, you know, what still has not been an- adequately answered to me in Countdown is, like, how everybody seems to know who Jason Todd is, how, how Jimmy knows so much about well, the, the Bat inside, family. All the characters do. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the uh, players, not the... Yeah, all the, all, you know, all the players. Knowledge. But Perry White shouldn't know. Yeah. You know, Lois Lane, well, she could know, but she shouldn't be telling Perry White she knows because that's a secret that she shared in the bedroom with her husband, you know. I miss that issue. What? Yeah. Sure. Um, Sounds hot. It does. It yeah. could be. It could be. So let's go to uh, individual books that you're enjoying. You, Lon, brought up a book that I didn't get a chance to read, but hey, guide the discussion, man, because then you'll yes, pay attention. Yes, I want to recommend my book of the month. Uh, let's start Lon's book of the month club. Sure. And, Which uh, it translates as the one book week. he could afford to buy yes, this month. exactly. It's kind of like Oprah's book of the month club, but... Uh, I'm so you're cooler. Anyways, um, so uh, well, she's richer. But yeah. Anyways, uh, my book of the month is Thunderbolts 115. Now, if anybody's been reading this, it's pretty much part of the initiative, uh, part of uh, what the after pre post Civil War Thunderbolts, the uh, pre World War Hulk. Right, right. And so basically, you know, the villains now are Thunderbolts, and it was you know. Backstory? Do we need it? I don't know. Anyways, they're, they're being uh, controlled by the initiative, right? But now, like the new Thunderbolts are here. Like some of like there's a couple older ones, but it's most like Songbird is like the only one of the original ones. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly like Venom, Norman Osborn is like their leader, uh, Bullseye, Moonstone. So now it's kind of more whereas Thunderbolts was all about the redemption of heroes who wanted to change their lives. Villains. This actual Thunderbolts is villains being controlled to do. Government dirty work, and it's written because by clearly uh, at least two of them, Venom and Bullseye, are <coughs> not repentant. That no. just at the end of their year service, uh, yeah, it's like a year service, and they get like ten million dollars, and, and an identity change, and they have to leave the country. Or anyway, it's kind of like Suicide Squad in a weird way. And but anyways, um, oh, and Penance Speedball is on there, so yeah, kind of a lame. Hoping there's a scroll. But the reason I li- the reason I like this book so much was that uh, the last couple issues they've been setting them up as actually being kind of this hardcore. Uh, hit team or assassin team and basically they've been going after non-registered heroes and uh, you know but a bunch of like C-listers that you know they could take down you know I think the last issue they were like battling Jack Flag or you know <laughs> so they go after these random whatever and so of course you know they show these these villains triumphant by taking out a you know a sap like you know Jack Flag or whatever so anyways the last like couple issues they've had an arc where they're fighting a bunch of like no names like the Steel Spider um, one of my personal favorites, the American, American Eagle. Eagle. Yes. And uh, this other girl, I forget her name, but she has like dark force powers or something weird. Never heard of her before. Anyways, so um, they, they like her. Anyways, so, um, but this issue was awesome because it basically came to, I was sitting there going, great, they're going to kill American Eagle. You know, now American Eagle, they give him this new like crappy Battle of the Planets type outfit. I didn't really like it. It's true, but um, gotcha, man. Yeah, and uh, but in this one, like, it's pretty graphic. Like when they actually, like, Venom actually takes out uh, the Steel Spider. I'm gonna show Derek and let's get his reaction. 
Seven. Oh! Now, isn't that just a great splash page? But you know what it is? Or... It's not even so much. Uh, it's always the sound effect. That's the effective. That nothing can good can come with the sound effect. Skirch, skirch. <laughs> yeah, I did. I because just it looks that. all bloody and just sort of like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that's the sound of an organ getting ripped out of a body. But I mean, the thing is, uh, here's why I liked it though too. Like Venom, we've seen Venom do a lot of bad stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen Venom bite off somebody's arm before on like a good two-page center page or whatever. Um, so far, you'd missed the spoiler of what he actually did. But, yeah. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? He re- I mean, you know, this book's been out for a week, so. And we should mark it. It's not, it's not the same Venom, either. It's not yeah, Eddie Brock. It's, it's the Scorpion. It's the former Scorpion, Matt oh. Gargan. But then, uh, Eddie's another... dying of cancer and, and t- being taken care of in Sensational Spider-Man right now. So. Um, but then another another kind of... So here it is. Basically, what I liked so much about it is these, these you know, B-list, C-list heroes who I thought were going to basically be taken out. Yeah actually kind of make a triumphant stand and kind of show, you know, it's like, you know, finally a book we get to see heroes, you know, triumphant and not the villains, you know, taking over. And what's great is this really cool scene at the end where my boy American Eagle takes on Bullseye. And uh, what's great is American Eagle takes the Bullseye pretty good because usually the way this book's been being written is Bullseye just comes in as like the stealth guy. And takes and goes, out. Yeah, yeah takes he's out the one who he broke the back of uh, of Jack Flag. Jack, yeah, Jack Flag. And so in this one, American Eagle's taking it to him, and then I guess they activate his nano chain or something, which is what keeps them all mm-hmm. on a leash. There was th- some duplicity there, and yes. that he didn't realize that was going. Now happen. I'm going to show Derek another panel, and this is American Eagle clocking uh, Bullseye, and uh, basically. Snapping his neck. Yeah, I do enjoy again the sound. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was that was what I thought of. When, when but uh, <laughs> so to me, as a comic fan who likes basic, you know, I like to see heroes triumphant, kicking butt. You know, good kind of you know scenes. I thought this was well written, well paced, action packed. Kept me on the edge of my seat because I didn't think American Eagle was going to survive. Okay. And every year, every ten years, <coughs> I think it pays to make Bullseye a hopeless paraplegic. Um, yes, and then of course, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to do that. Uh, so, and if you like and action, it think basically ends. You know. With our boy Bullseye on the uh, yeah, as he was on the, the end of Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta say, you know, if you like action, Lon, let me talk about Thor number one because if you like action, stay I like away from action. Thor number one. Thor number one has none of it. What? No action whatsoever. Actually, it has a little bit. There's a little thing. It's supposed all to reestablish it. Thor, though, isn't and it? And that's what it does. Just read all the action of a Neil Gaiman dream sequence. Yeah. So you read it as well, yeah, I then? Did. Yeah. And it nothing really. Yes. Happens. It ends well. It ends. It ends where good. it should have begun, and yeah. all's well that ends well. It, it ends where it should have begun, but it's, it really, really, it's, really. A, it's largely a treatise on uh, why we should have a Thor. Yeah, it's like uh, gods don't, men don't need gods. Gods need men. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, it feels a little warmed over Neil Gaiman, yeah. and I'm going to trust Straczynski a little bit further. Because what do we think of the artwork? Uh, the artwork Art's is fine. gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. So I'm I'm really torn on this one. I wish that you had uh, that uh, we had cut down. I would say it's it's. Shy. I wouldn't actually say gorgeous. It is shy of gorgeous by it's a little sterile. It's, I, I would it's agree. It's Walt, not totally Walt Simonson gorgeous. rounded off. Mm. I think it's it's good. It's capable. It's competent. Olivier Coipel. I'm not Coipel. a big fan of his. I I kind of like his work. Actually, once it gets to the Don Blake stuff, the art really starts to shine. But the uh, all the I, ethereal stuff. Well, up front I, I really like the Don Blake stuff. But what I'm saying is, like, that, is that I get no sense, and I put this in my review that by God is he broad shouldered? Yeah. What a chest. Incredibly <coughs> huge pectoral muscles. It's raining, man. Okay, sorry. Hallelujah. Anyway, uh, but what I feel like is you read this first issue, and what's going to happen? It really is. Your guess is as good as mine at this point because he's given us no clue except that we know that Don, Donald Blake and Thor are going to walk the earth again. Actually, there's one kind of cool thing that happens in this one. We're actually spoiling now, so this is good. So, uh, When Blake is checking into the uh, – did you notice this? When she, he's checking into the hotel, he's actually showing her a blank card, but she sees a driver's license. 
No, that's the back of the card. That's the back of the card. I don't think so. Yeah, she's lo- she's looking at the front because the back of the, the card back. has a stripe on it. Oh she's yeah, he's it. here. There's a little there's a little um, motion. He's flipping it around. He flips it, it around. is. You're right. It's psychic paper. It's totally that's stealing exactly, from Doctor Who. Exactly. It. Totally stealing from Doctor Who. So Blake's got something going because on because he legally he because he really couldn't have a legal ID because he's technically non-existent. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm that I'm most curious about. And Thor himself questions is you know how can Blake really be in existence if he was just a shell created to teach Thor humility. Uh, you know, oh, you just blew my mind, Eric. Odin lied. Odin lied. He did that a lot. You know, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Speaking of lying, no. Speaking of lying, here he is. Here I am. Mm, Continue, Michael Goodson, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Goodson. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested to see where Thor is going, but I just thought that uh, that whole Thor number one will read so much better when it's collected in trade paperback. We've already waited. Or when you're high. We've already waited. Right. We've already. Well, there you go then. Have you ever read Thor number one on, on weed? weed? Yeah. No. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. And no, I won't. I need to say that for the kids at home. Don't do drugs. All the cool kids are doing it, Derek. No, Rick. Just remember, kids. You're the moral compass. Only dopes. I'm lying. Use dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Have you ever rolled with the cover of Thor number one? <laughs> Uh, that's next. Oh, dear I Lord. say the yay. <laughs> what else is on our list, Eric? Oh, I'm glad I brought the conversation Help. down. New Avengers Transformers number one out. Yes. Cheap tie employ. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah. Did uh, we announce Michael Goodson's here? Did we announce? I just said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and he's here. He's been making comments. Perhaps you've noticed that. That voice no, in your I'm head? Just I've saying, actually just been echoing the things he said. I know, so I know. Which, which he's kind of like my send dog to my be real. You he, know what he I mean? Lulled Lon into a false Little sense of security. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we're going to talk about Captain America. Now that you caught up with that, you know that's yeah. uh, happening. Things going on you know, there. Brew Baker is the man. Well, ever since Redford played him in a movie. No, not not that guy. Stan was the man. Stan's the man too. Um, you Brubaker. like he the Brew Baker? Brubaker, Daredevil run was awesome. Elaborate. The Cap run is awesome. You know, you have a book called Captain America. Gotham and Central. They, and they killed him too. Did you write that? Yeah. I didn't read it. With but. Greg Rucka. It was very good. Very good. Um, you know, so two issues after Cap's dead, and you still want to pick up the book and figure out what's going on. Um, I think that's great. What's happening with his corpse? Nothing. Well, Nothing. Doing it's, it was just away. buried last weekend. Oh. But it's a they whole Winter Soldier storyline, oh, which is really cool. Huh. Actually, no, didn't they? I think it was in Cap where they actually Kicked showed down. his corpse yes. shriveled up, shriveled up like yes. the serum. Not uh, or so. was that was that in uh, Fallen Soldier? The no, Fallen that Sun. was in Captain America. It might have been in the Confession. No, I just, no, I think it was. I, just no, read it. I think it was in Captain, Captain America. America. Confessions. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it Smells was like a winner. It was very interesting to see that, uh, you know, uh, this this hero that they've uh, held so high for so many years, they're just showing his, you know, deflated, all crappy, decrepit body. And uh, hey, it's sort of like uh, uh, Franco Franco is still dead, you know, General yes. Francisco Franco is still dead. Saturday Night Live. I'm telling yeah. you, they're, t- they're taking First that season. whole Captain America as America and just running with it. Maybe. I don't know if I'm in love with it because they but also... Next there'll be a donkey pooping on his head. Nicely veiled political commentary. But then also speaking of Cap, they also did the Fallen Sun issue mm-hmm. where they actually buried him, had the, the funeral ceremony, everything. You guys read that? The Iron Man issue. Was it Iron Man? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's, you, it's the last issue of Fallen Sun, which yeah. is Iron Man. Oh, right. 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 So you really should stop reading your comics on weed. I know. I really should start, actually. No, um, but yeah, so what do we think? And this actually got national press, Yes. the, the burial Captain America thing. What do we think of it? I thought it was fine. fine. I, it's, it's, uh, well, here's, again, the thing I was going to say. That build up it, for, is that, yeah. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I that, try to set them up, uh, man, they knock them down. There's the res- there's and they a, bunt, baby. That there's a respect involving Submariner, and it's always funny to me that they talk about, you know, thank heavens the Submariner released 
uh, Captain America from his icy tomb and uh, sort of like, <laughs> does anybody notice that he was actually like really ticked? And I believe the actual dialogue is, this is what I think of your little god and didn't even recognize that it was Steve Rogers, that right. it was in one of Namor's crazy phases. Yes. yes. Uh, but they did that a couple of times in that book. Well, they, he they, lives they, in they a re- pineapple under the sea. I mean, you can't blame <laughs> SpongeBob him. SpongeBob Square Namor? I just, you know. I know. But anyways, you can't blame the guy for going a little crazy, okay? <laughs> Can't you? SpongeBob Wingfoot. Yes. Steve likes SpongeBob jokes. <laughs> yes, he does. They're on his level. That that tittering from the background, that was uh, store manager Steve Simonetti. Anyway, the other uh, you know big thing that we haven't noticed. Well, wait, but I wanted to segue, okay. and we hopefully we're on the same page. Maybe. But uh, maybe it's not Cap. Maybe it's not, because in New Avengers number 31, they revealed that uh, Elektra, and we don't don't know for how long, Elektra had secretly been replaced by Folger's Crystals. I was just going to say that. (laughs) I was so going there. (laughs) Well, of course, I was setting it up. But do you think I'm going to give you the the satisfaction of the punchline? We've replaced (gasps) your favorite superhero superhero with Folger's Actually, it's she was a scroll. Oh, a scroll. And the question, damn dirty scroll. The question now in the Marvel universe is, who else, who else? is a scroll? I smell a, a mini series. I, I smell a, a series after Planet Hulk. I, I smell, smell a Hulk. summer crossover. I smell increased Batman sales. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Because Paul Dini's doing a fantastic job over there with Word. Grant Morrison. Totally. Uh, so but they could solve so many problems with this scroll storyline. Isn't it a cop out? Isn't oh, we anything? killed Captain America. No. no, but they could do the Tony Stark. Tony really Stark a was a scroll, and but uh, there's a flaw to that, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because they've already the established. Oh. Because already Tony Stark has spent too much time by himself, weeping like Lon Lopez over the corpse of Steve Rogers. Why would Tony Stark do that if he was a scroll? Method acting, <laughs> or maybe the scroll inherited some of Tony's personality. I don't know. I mean, it's comics. You could write anything you wanted to. So, you know. Maybe Michael Goodson is a scroll. I mean, what? maybe... That makes no sense Maybe at all. a scroll can cry. <laughs> You're okay. in love with a scroll. Well, that already happened once to Johnny Storm. You will believe Alicia a scroll can cry. Alicia Masters had been kidnapped and replaced by a scroll who fell yeah. in love with Johnny Storm. Alicia, and he was who married. is now showing up in Black Panther. Is she? Yeah. Well, there you go, because she's also part of the Fantastic Five, a Marvel... Oh, and Lon's rolling his eyes. Oh, yeah. You mock me when I know something, unless you're interested. (laughs) Then it's like, Derek, tell me, what's the truth? What do I need to know? How did Superman get his powers? The yellow sun, sun. Black Panther right now is a ton of crossover. So you just, already you have the Black Panther and Fantastic Four in there. But they've they've used those golden frog things, King Solomon's frog, to jump into jump away. Thank they you. thought they'd gone to the scroll planet. <laughs> See, and you appreciate my knowledge. So they'd gone to the scroll planet, and they'd run King into Solomon's Lita, frog. who doesn't recognize Johnny. And she's then the Marvel alternate. zombies arrive. Because she's an alternate universe. They went into the Marvel zombie universe. Exactly. Oh, okay. I got one for you then. I got. I need to test your Zorlac. I just read the last uh, Planet Hulk one where he's fighting Hercules on the cover. Uh huh. I thought Namorita died. Who's she? Did she came back? That's Namora. Oh, so that's the- her mother, oh. who was resurrected in the pages of Agents of Atlas. I just met a girl named Namora, and oh, so- suddenly I see. Oh, because I thought that was Namorita. Namorita was which a would new mean warrior. Little Namora, I guess. Right, in they look right because they were identical. Namorita. Namorita. I saw that movie. Oh. Namorita oh, was identical because uh, Namora actually had a series in the fifties. What? And when Atlas was... Where's she been for all this time? I've never heard of her. Uh, they, they thought she had died. The agents of Atlas were like the fifth 1950s Avengers, and she had died, and she had actually not. She'd gone into a coma, and she was buried under the sea. And so does Marvel understand what they're doing to their normal readers out there when they bring these characters? No. Nope. No, they no. don't get it? There are no normal readers, Lon. Okay. They're people like us. And you, who knows someone like me, who can then ask, <laughs> what the hell happened? So I think we need to start providing a service for all the new readers out there. You need to email Derek when you have right no idea what's going Absolutely. on. Exactly. That's the point of the podcast. What does Derek know? He and just the sits other, around answering questions right. all day long. And, anyway. the other, and the other feature we have is what doesn't Lon know? 
Exactly. Everything. That's why I hang it's out a with Derek. Going on so it's my like comics a, can like make sense. Skin on okay, an so there we go. You know, it's, I think it's kind of weird though that I can't read books now without uh, consulting a Zorlax. There is so. there is one you can read, and thank you for this transition because I was going to say Joss Whedon currently writing Runaways, a Marvel book that has ties to the Marvel universe that consistently ignores. What's I'm waiting for your spoiler and what's going? Uh, cons- cover up my ears real quick. Consistently ignores. Don't say earmuffs. <laughs> what headphones on, dude? What's going hold. on? You gotta press in real hard. The regular Marvel universe. No, there's no spoiler here. I'm just saying it is a book you can read. On its own. Yeah. You don't have to know anything else about what goes on in the Marvel Universe, and you can just read really cool superhero adventures. Or just do, like, the ultimate line and put a little synopsis. Hey, this character you didn't understand last time, uh, here's two lines about her. That'd be yeah. kind of nice. Here's where you last saw her. I love the ultimate lines for that. Why, yeah. do, why doesn't every friggin' comic do that? Especially um, when they're 30 days apart. That pisses me off. I don't know. My only answer is it costs me because all these others are so wrapped up in these huge world-changing crossovers that there is no way to do it in a page. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the worlds to react and get upset with the crossovers and rebel. No. <laughs> well, there's another on. comic on world our list that's back. not in continuity, correct? Uh, yes. And it's kind of more than meets the eye, right? Oh, uh, Mac? We talked about that. I said, "New, uh, new no, Avengers." No, you didn't really talk. You, you, I just kind of dismissed it. New Avengers. You flicked it away like a redheaded. It's a New Avengers Transformers crossover. that's clearly been a couple years in the making because the New Avengers that are there are the ones that when New Avengers started. So the ones right. that have now been totally blown apart. The by, reassembled New Avengers. Yes, the reassembled ones. So, Iron Man, Captain America, Spider Man, Wolverine, Luke Cage, and who else was Spider Woman? I think they left Spider-Woman out because, you know, kids that buy Transformers, they don't want to read about a chick. Uh, and so... With jugs in disguise? <laughs> she turns into a, a jug? Hot yeah. costume. Her high beams... My pants are transforming. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Um, That's not Energon. And so it's clearly the first time that, you know, like the Transformers have visited this Marvel Earth. So I think now, because they can't acknowledge previous appearances yeah, and the because continuity IDW was... owns the rights to do Transformers. So, you know... But they've got, I mean, they broke from the Transformers continuity, too, because we all know that Bumblebee is is somehow a Volkswagen bug. Sure. Which is where he started out. I know that. And you can read Fanboy Planet. We got an interview with Bumblebee so yeah. this what week, were you which say, was though? cool. You just read something. About I just read in, in Wizard that uh, in the uh, animated movie that Orson Welles was the villain Unicron. Yeah. In. Yes. The last thing that Orson Welles did on this earth. Yes. <laughs> he was the last Unicron. He was the last Unicron. Well, it's kind of like. Whoa, well, oh, that was clever. <laughs> it's kind of like Ralph Julia's. back Julia's to one of the five books you've read. Is Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ralph Julia's last work was <laughs> Street Fighter. Oh. Just entered the comic. I, I know she comes here every week. Is a woman? Yeah. Is my hair okay? Can, are we no. talk, Are we transitioning to Transformers the movies yet? She's we can. Let's do that because really, it, there's not much to say about. It's all confusing in Transformers the movie. I well, didn't I ask you like? How is this? Is this the? Con- I'm going to ask people all weekend long. Did you like, see it, Michael, was the original continuity this oh, way? And everybody asks, goes, "No, I don't know." And clearly, the movie, the live action film, has the continuity is not the same as the animated series. So, who knows? Who cares? Who cares? The point is that it made a buttload of money, and we and got it Transformers hasn't even two hit coming. The weekend yet? It hasn't. Isn't no. that frightening? Yeah. And the I- final tally will come in like Sunday night, and we'll know how much money it made. Gazillion. Mm-hmm. A gazillion, officially. Uh, As I stated, that uh, yes, I was a huge Transformers fan when I was nine. Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you continuity now. That all got replaced with how to balance a checkbook. Because you can't tell me continuity of a book you're reading regularly now. Precisely, my friend. (laughs) So so you're you're a freak. You're you know every month that information is replaced by something new. Yes, I want to say this about the movie because I didn't want to see it and I thought it was going to stink, and I loved it. So. it had a lot of hot robot on robot action, and well, here's that, what I heard: Bumblebee's that, a scroll. Oh, yes. That's why. He's Wait, a it all car. makes sense. Scrumblebee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. But I also want to throw something scroll. out that I don't think anybody else has mentioned, and I want to be the first to scoop it. Go, okay, go, go. go. I think we actually got a Transformers movie and a G.I. Joe movie at the same time. I think we. I there's something to that because the. There was a little reference. Because you just want Josh Duhamel to get to play Duke. I love Josh Duhamel. I think it's just Dumel. Anyways. Um, Duhamel. But yeah, he does. Totally there was a one. point in the movie. Now tell me if you remember this. Are you up on your G.I. Joe? 
sexually? Not that I'm willing to talk about. Uh, okay. Well, um, what did we tell you about turning off your sorry. cell phone? Okay, so there's a scene where they're all talking in the truck or whatever, mm-hmm. and one of the guys is kind of a meaty, buffed, bald guy, and he starts talking about his family on the bayou. Don't yeah. worry, it's not a spoiler. And uh, my buddy Mike Flores, who's a participator usually, um, he goes, that's gung-ho. And I'm all, oh, yeah, you're right, because he was, you know, a, a bayou kind of guy. Later in the movie when they're fighting the robot, uh-huh. he pulls out, like, a single-gun rocket launcher, like grenade launcher, I should say, which was gung-ho's weapon on the toy. So huh. I was kind of sitting there going, is this a G.I. Joe reference? I mean, you know, we had the Hasbro... T- it's a Hasbro-produced pr- film, isn't it? Or yes, yes. Batch yes, film. yes. So I was kind of like, are they kind of would? Wouldn't that be weird if they set it up as these guys being GI Joe and like a um, spinoff movie? I'm willing to see. Oh dear lord! That's something totally okay. Anyway, uh, so I just I haven't heard anybody else saying that. Good. I mean, I wanted to be the first to mention cameos that. from My Little Pony and Furby. Yes, Furby. So uh, why not? I I'm gonna say that GI Joe made a cameo in the Transformers. That's movie. a fact. I wish I I wish I'd been thinking that. No, I you know because that version of GI Joe too escaped me because I played with the 12 inch action figures, the Man of Action, the Land Adventure, Life Like Heron. Size beard. doesn't matter. Okay. No one cares about GI Joes in the 40s. Okay. <laughs> Those the early 70s. All right. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Your math skills. Good lord. Okay, Michael pulled something yeah, off of the I want to play shelf. with those 12 inches. Stop it. Let's oh, get back to the, Hey, this is a family show. So, um, anyway, yeah, so there you are with the Transformers. So, uh, that's any, a great insight. Any fanboys out there that think they didn't get enough geekitude from the Transformers movie, they got a Transformers and a G.I. Joe movie. That's, that's amazing. Because, Thank you, Michael Bay. Because I think the same thing is... is we definitely we came out of that and went you know it was fun. My review says five stars for of as far as Transformers Kick-ass fighting robot. uh, as robots kicking kicking ass. Uh, as an actual film, I thought it was like two and a half. It's not that great a movie, but it's oh, fun. The movie itself is pretty bad, but but it's fun. The carnage in that movie, uh, the car carnage. No, but I'm just saying like <laughs> solid <laughs> solid action. And here's here's another. I think me and you were talking about this yesterday on the phone. It was like. Our generation hasn't had a giant robot movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so true. And it's so like, and I'm like this. So I mean, even I, if there you was hated, a Kennedy speech about like that in the 60s, <laughs> saying, even if you hated, ask not what a giant robot can do for you. I'm just saying, even if you hated the movie as a movie, <laughs> as a geek, you've got to love it because that, it's giant robots shooting and fighting. Wasn't each that your other. tagline for it? It's the Citizen Kane of robot movies. <laughs> yes, it is. If this is the movie you've been waiting for, this, this is, is the movie, movie you've been waiting, waiting for. for. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, think about it. when we were kids, we had Godzilla and then Mecha Godzilla, and it was like that was it. Sure, you know, we had a guy in a suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then like the generations after that had no, they had Power Rangers. You know what I mean? And it's like, you, you know, know what I want? Micronauts. I want GoBots. A far superior line of toys, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I'm holding out for Major Matt Mason. Again, no nice. one cares what toys were like in the 40s, Rick. That was the 60s. I have the big little book. Major Matt Mason, Moon Mission. There you go. I had why those do, Why two. do you make all toys sound wimpy? I have the big little book. Well, I played with 12 inches. You're just the one that went, Go Bots, your superior toy line. <laughs> True. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your words hurt. <laughs> My toys still exist. Yours fell apart because back in the 40s, they knew how to build them to last. <laughs> Rosie the Riveter made your toys. Absolutely. And Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> and I am riveted. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Other than that, we don't have a lot of movie and TV news this week. Nothing really has been going on as far as July weekend. Everybody's left, ta- left town. No casting. Iron Man officially finished filming last week. Ooh. Ooh. There's a little picture in um, Entertainment Weekly, which had a picture of the of the main four. So is uh, that going to be a Christmas release then? Or? Uh, no, no, just officially finished filming. They've got, now they've got to do all the actual special well, how effects. how long are you going to spend on the it's, uh, I, believe, I believe that uh, Iron Man's release date is May 8th of 2008. So for another year. And, uh, well, it's gonna be 10 months. I think it was only like two days of actual filming and all the rest is CGI. <laughs> so they <laughs> 
uh, it's, know, it's a Lucasfilm. Bunch of spit takes from. Uh, they right. do some backdrops. And right. right. You know. So uh, you know, there was a picture in Entertainment Week. These like their top 100 things to look for. Things we love. A picture of uh, the cheerleader from Heroes in a cheerleading outfit on the top uh, on the on the cover. And uh, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Hayden um, Panettiere. Hay- <laughs> what Panettiere? I don't know Panettiere. Uh, hot chick you know, from Heroes. Hayden the Panettiere. The hot chick from Heroes cheering on the cover. I'm the sure hot. That- Underage. Wait, wait, is she legal yet? Yeah, that's, I had a problem she's not, with that. I had a problem with that. Not I for a couple of weeks because I just looked at a <laughs> photo. Of, uh, <laughs> and the caption was that she's not legal for uh, uh, two weeks. Look for Michael's. Uh, TheSuperficial.com, everybody. Look for Free Michael's problem. article on stalking <laughs> celebrities. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I guess you've uh, finished that home, Jimmy. Put in that bike with the back pedal. <laughs> that's great. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, anyway, last oh, we, they had, had a, a picture of Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane, and uh, Terrence oh, Howard. Oh, really? That's what yeah. he's going to play? Yeah. And and they looked cool. They all looked cool. And I was like, Even I'm sorry. Even without any costumes? Yeah. Or yeah. And they were just posing heroically, yeah. weren't they? They were. Yeah. Uh, it was, and I thought, yeah, it was a good picture. I was like, now nah, I want to see the movie just because of, huh, those guys are good. I had a little movie news, but Tim's not here anymore. Uh, Tim? Oh, he took off. Okay, well, what was the movie news? Rewind, rewind. Uh, so give us this, yeah. The You guys didn't see it because you saw the tr- the sneak preview of Transformers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But around here, they showed a trailer for a new movie coming up by J.J. Abrams, who is the producer, creator of Lost. Lost. I think he's also Alias. maybe doing Star Trek. He's really the producer of Lost. He's, he's not really the creator. I think he wrote the pilot. He wrote the pilot, but they put J.J. What's Abrams. your news? Yeah. He's got a movie coming out and called. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> that's a dumb name. No, the the movie. Basically, they show. Where's my cat? They start this trailer where it looks like oh, it's a you know a twenty something kind of somebody's moving, going out of town. It's all handheld, like you know, it's it's basically like a kind of point of view, and it's this party, and there's these twenty somethings, and they're just kind of like that's the Star Trek movie, isn't it? No, so, no. this is Van Wilder. I've seen, but this. then. Uh, so they're all and they're kind of mixing and mingling. And it's very kind of peaceful, and all of a sudden, boom! The whole place kind of you know, whoa! Is that an earthquake? What's going on? Everybody's kind of freaking out. You know, shaky camera starts happening. You know, then you know it kind of cuts, and then they cut back, and there's people running down the stair, and everybody's just like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And then they look down the. They finally they're in like a New York building or whatever. Blair Witch. They two. get to they get to the street level. The city. There already was a Blair Witch too. Really? They get to the street level and they see a giant explosion happen, like you know, on the other side of town, and everybody's like freaking out, and and it's just the intensity of this trailer because it's all told through the you know the basic you know hand cam or whatever. And basically, after a while, they start seeing these little meteorite spores kind of fly out of the sky, and everybody's kind of. Fr- and, but you're seeing all these people. Going, what the hell's going on? And they're freaking the out. The and then uh, basically, it ends with one of these little, you know, little meteorites coming right at them, and as it hits the street, it's the head of the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> and it kind of bounces over, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And then it just kind of cuts, and it goes quiet, and then it just ends. And there's no title, oh, you and there's and before it's all starting, it's like you know from J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot Productions and blah blah, and it just goes to black and it ends and it's the next trailer. So like everybody in the theater was going, what the heck was that? Everybody's so, like, you uh, know, everyone going to IMDb. Hey, which uh, J.J. Rich, Abrams. Luckily, we have a BlackBerry among us. Ooh. Motorola Q. I'm but, sorry, <laughs> but no. Well, here's the thing. A friend of mine already went online, and essentially, it's only being called right now or touted as. The untitled J.J. Abrams project, but I also think he said it was Clover, Cloverfield, or something else was another title. Crimson and Clover. I don't know, but anyways, I'm just saying that from a movie standpoint, Evil Four Leaf Clovers. I thought it was an awesome. <laughs> from hell, they've come to conquer. <laughs> I thought it was Wish an them awesome <laughs> marketing kind of like thing because there's what better way to get people talking about your movie. Then do not include then the title. Not name it. <laughs> Truth of the matter, audiences can't remember titles anyway. Right. So you know, the show's called Lost. Ooh. <laughs> Come on, Dave, we got to Can't make it too complicated, now. Anyway. So not, I'm just saying, you know, it was pretty. I Steve mean, from Cincinnati, or whatever that show's called. Z John from Cincinnati. <laughs> Who cares? But, uh, yeah, but, okay. oh, I've never watched it, but so, I don't care. I'm just saying, though, the hype was really cool. Well, that was the best 30 second pitch I've ever heard. Well, there you go. I'm just saying it. That's why what the studio said. <laughs> we'll make it. What's that it sounds called? like a great trailer. <laughs> it sounds. It looks. Film it, and then we'll work on a plot. And so keep your eyes out for that one. 
Uh, well, that's interesting because, of course, he is on deck to write and direct Star Trek, the revival of the Star Trek series. So <laughs> we shall see, shall we? Shall we? It'll be an interesting, right. interesting thing. All right. Well, uh, we also we're going to delve into books a little bit, uh, but I, I don't think any of us have actually read them. There's a there's a bestseller at Barnes and Noble and Borders called "Soon I Will Be Invincible," <laughs> a, a mainstream novel about superheroes. But I'm going to go tonight and pick it up on on the basis of your vague uh, recommendation. Really? Well, thank you. Yeah. Good. Okay. So your job is to read it and come back next week oh, and man. tell us. Uh, and find out the name of that J.J. Abrams movie Still in the working. next minute. Still working. Still working. Working. But I discovered this weekend after uh, Westercon, I was kind of excited for uh, superhero fans. And Rick knew this, but I did not, that Wild Cards is just an anthology novel series about... By J.R.R. Uh, George R.R. Martin, Martin was the editor and creator of the series, uh, in w- uh, which was basically about superheroes. Uh, when aliens invaded, and they and that was their event, they released a gas and, into the, a plague into the... Uh, atmosphere and a virus. Uh, and a virus, and then people so either they came up with superpowers, they came up with horrible disfiguring mutations. So aces, jokers, aces, jokers, and wild cards, uh, or the Black Queen. If you got the Black Queen, you died. Uh, and so they called the series Wild Cards and went through alternate history if we had superheroes, and then went into just kind of cool adventure novels. And it's a series that is being revived. Uh, I guess. Well, it's being continued. Continued. There was a. There was. It was an anthology book, which meant a lot of authors got together, talked about stories, each of them created their own characters that they could use in their stories. You could use somebody else's character with their permission in your Mm -hmm. story. So there were like 15, 16 volumes of this back in the 80s and 90s. And I'm pretty sure it went back to the 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. It came out when I was in college. So there have been two books. Not the 40s. There have been two books that have come out. went back to college that old? I did. Most of them are short stories or novellas, and they've been had a couple that were full-length novels. One of the new ones is a novel. I believe the other one is another set of There's stories. There's one anthology. The most, yeah, yeah. the two most recent from iBooks, which is a an imprint that went out of business actually this year, uh, because its its publisher Byron Price, I believe, uh, he died. He died. He was yeah. he was killed in a car accident, and uh, so they were actually it publishing. Was Byron Press. Yeah. It was P R E I S S, wasn't it? But could be pronounced press. How ironic! Uh, he was pressed into the pavement and did a lot of graphic novels back yes, in the seventies. He did back in the seventies. Perhaps you were aware of that then. No, back no. in the forties, you, Michael. Back to the forties, sure. 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 Uh, but they were actually secretly. They had like there's a Green Lantern trilogy. They were doing superhero books left and right. They published the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, novel by Marv Wolfman, and uh, you know so. The once they do funk, I just saw today that DC had. I didn't even know this. They had an Infinite Crisis novel by Greg Cox. Uh, so they came out from it. Can we just say that Cox? It's okay. It's the man's name. Don't snicker. Anyway, uh, so they're reviving Wild Cards. And this is an exciting uh, thing for me. Yes, I, I love this series. And they did. The there was a uh, four-issue uh, miniseries from Marvel. From Marvel Comics. And uh, so, I, w- I, I learned this weekend that they, they are in talks to do another miniseries. I don't cool. know if it'll be with Marvel or not, but they are negotiating. And it is confirmed that uh, that they are in talks with the movie studio again. And there was a groups generic universal role playing system. Uh, wild cards, GURPS, wild cards reference book for playing uh, in that uh, okay. world. Well, good. I had a tiny scoop. Not I that I like the series. Oh, did you? Oh, I love the series. But go ahead. Yeah, I don't. A tiny I don't. scoop. It's a tiny scoop. Tiny scoop of love. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Pass it on. Um, do you guys remember like Will Smith was doing a uh, superhero it? movie? Tonight he comes. I I've been, I found out recently they've changed the title. Well, good because that title was silly. Yeah, I don't have the new title though. Talk about the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, you you just cannot release a film in which the porno version of the title is already there. Yeah, you like just Gladiator. Can't. Okay, okay. Here, I've, uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, breaking news. We have news <laughs> on the okay, so I'm on I'm on IMDb, so all you folks at home can follow right along. And if you look they were at, there five minutes ago, Rick. You look at the top four items for J.J. Abrams. Number five is Lost. Number four is Untitled J.J. Abrams HBO Project. <laughs> Num- <laughs> number three is Untitled J.J. Abrams Project. 
That's for 2008. On top of that is Star Trek. And number one? And number the one. Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> no. Uh, number one is Untitled Hunter Scott Project. Yes. A <laughs> shout out for Hunter Scott. Yeah, yeah. like and so I'm I'm going with this is uh, number. Uh, she three. thinks we're number talking three. about Star Trek and Captain yeah. or Mr. Well, that's Scott. Hunter Scott. Oh, got me. No, that would be Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, Hunter so Scott. What you're so is you're saying the movie bunch of untitled projects. I'm saying, untitled. I'm saying the fact that he has an untitled project is not all that rare. <laughs> yeah, he's got and can't commit. Can't he can't. Luckily, Mission Impossible 3 was 3. Otherwise, it would have been untitled. I, th- I hear he's just calling it Trek. Wow. Oh, here we go. Also known as Clover, fake working title. Ooh. Cloverfield, USA, fake working title. Yeah. I could watch you read your non-Blackberry all podcast. <laughs> and in fact, we have, because I think we've and run the out of information. Is, the company is Bad Robot, of course. Is Bad Robot. So there we go. I think we've reached... We don't know. If you know the answer, please email us. Give us a scoop. It would be nice to kind of compete with the big boys here. If you have any comments, criticisms, you think Michael Goodson sounds really, really sexy. Hey, babe. Yeah. Okay. Did we talk about Anita Blake from Dark Tower? Oh, we didn't. We'll talk okay. about that next yeah. week. Okay. Uh, that uh, right into editor Tune at fanboyplanet.com. You know, we're way past that point. Don't you know? Once I'm wrapping up, baby. Oh man. All right. Editor and at fanboyplanet.com. Oh god. I was just gonna say once again, one year on the air. There we are. Wow. And I'm glad Michael could be here for this because, as I pointed out. Michael and I were the f- were the beginning of the podcast after Superman Returns. The founders, founders, as we were the founders of Fanboy Planet, until I bought him off with a box of hero clicks. So you're kind of like, so you're kind of like. I think like, I rolled him a doobie on the pages of Thor number one. And, so you're kind of like the Iron Man, and he's kind of like the Hulk of the Avengers, kind of right. Uh, if you knew anything about the two of us, you'd know we're both DC guys. Oh, okay. So you're kind of like the. You're like the Aquaman, and he's no, kind of no, like. No, you're like no, the John. No, no. No. John Jones. I'm not that sissy. Gil You're like Gordon. sugar, and he's like, like Spike. Spike. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Wow. That hurt. I'm not sure who. We're I'm like, like the left metallic bat nipple. And you're the right one. We're like Stanley and his monster. There you go. I'll leave Angel and the ape. Angel I'll leave you to decide. I call ape. Hey, look at this. You're kind of like Master and Blaster. Oh! Who rules Bottletown? Okay. I think we know. All right. Well, here we go. Once again, editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Michael Goodson. I can't follow his energy. I'm Lon <laughs> Lopez from moronlife.com. Please visit and... He's lonely. Yes, come to my site and watch my videos. <laughs> I'm Michael Goodson. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brett Snyder. And I'm Michael Goodson. Good night, everybody. Uh, oh, we'd like to remind you, we'll let somebody else take it out. Good night. All right, Fanboy Planet. This is Rafael Navarro, creator of Sonambulo and various other silly things that you're probably never going to see at this hour because I'm too tired to tell you about it. But let me tell you, kids, uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. And gosh darn heck, if and when you ever do use your powers, please use them for good. Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Go. Going to you live from Elusive Comics and Games. Going to you? What? Did you say going to you? No, I said coming to you. We'll Let's go back take to, it again. We'll go to and, the tape. And all right. Take two. Wednesday. Going to you live from Elusive Comics and Games. It's the Fanboy Pat Plat. Okay, take three. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's getting fancy on us. Going to you live. <laughs> Wow. How about you just... All right, let's just do it. There we go. And we're back. All right.
I can build no, feedback no. into it at the beginning. No, I just thought it was funny to go. Anyways, <laughs> it is. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's, 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 if only you could carry it through. You up every time. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're as amused as Andy Mead. All right, here we go. One, two. Coming to you live from Elusive Comics and Games. It's the Fanboy Planet podcast, <laughs> featuring your host. The lovely and talented Derek McCaw. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 